You're listening to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. It is Monday. It's very a, Monday. It's a rainy Monday. It's very, very Monday, <laughs> February 24th. And uh, it's also Mental Health Monday. Yay. And we get to talk with, I guess, a math wizard. I'm not really sure if that's hmm. the math. Well, I shouldn't say wizard, math genius. Uh, pretty sharp guy. Uh, one of our own right here at the International Center in the second half. I feel um, like I'm going to be smarter after that segment. I have I have high standards. I'm pretty sure, expectations. yes. Well, I generally feel smarter when I hang out with him in general. So. This is true. Uh, it's uh, looking forward to uh, to learning more. You got to stick around and find out what we're talking about. And uh, <laughs> and mental health Monday is always good stuff with Deacon and Heidi Game. And looking forward to digging in that, into that here in just a moment. Thanks to Concordia University Wisconsin for supporting the Coffee Hour. We love you, Concordia University Wisconsin. Thanks sure. so much. Find out more about Concordia University Wisconsin at cuw.edu. Live uncommon. It is time for Mental Health Monday with Deacon and Heidi Game. And good morning, Heidi. Good morning. Happy Monday and. Uh, <laughs> February 24th. Happy Monday. This is Happy what, Monday. last Monday of the month. Last Monday of the month. It's Ash Wednesday this week. This so is... Lent starts. It's a lot of stuff happening. This How week. are things in the gaming household this week? <laughs> They're good. They're good. Don't say too much because then things break out. And then, you know, <laughs> my dogs start barking and children are homesick and they're hollering to the microphone. And so, <laughs> but I'm not afraid of that. That's what's uh, important for today's uh-huh. Mental Health Monday. Fear, uh-huh. fear and uh, and wondering. So what is the place of fear in, in our faith and in our mental health? Yeah, we tackled fear a little bit in our last segments that were on emotions. And so we're looking at fear from a little bit of a different vantage point as we move into these next segments, which are more on dualities or what some might consider to be paradoxes in the Christian faith and in our mental health. And so today we're talking about faith, or not faith, we are talking about faith, we're always talking about faith, but (laughs) we're talking about fear and wondering, fear and wondering, and how those two things fit together in duality. And, you know, it really takes me back to Old Testament, and especially the Psalms, which is, you know, I think maybe... Uh, one of my favorite places for mental health. It's just a good place to go to rest in God and to hear from him and let him tend to us in a lot of our mental health experiences. And so fear in particular is addressed over and over in the Psalms as it is in a lot of the narratives of scripture and the human experience of fear. We even see it. um, I was just reading a book yesterday that brought out some of the aspects of fear that are around the passion narrative. Um, and was wrestling with the question of whether Jesus experienced fear because it's a human experience. Can you experience fear in perfection as that uh, divine man, um, son of God? And so I, I haven't answered that yet for myself. I'm really digging into that now with my fear research. I feel like I need to get into that further. But uh, the Psalms especially invite us to wonder with God as um, I want to say an antidote to fear, you know, as the ans- the biblical answer to fear is this place of healthy curiosity where we're invited to ask questions and we're invited to discover and dive in. And I think what happens instead so often is we close in. We don't uh, enter into asking questions about the fear. Instead, we try to shut it off, you know, like a valve on a water pressure tank that's gone awry. And so, and, and you can understand why it's really uncomfortable for us. Fear is not something uh, that we really love to engage in, particularly when we have a relationship with anxiety, which is really um 
a little bit different, but related to fear. And so it gets complicated fast. Yeah. Well, and as you're, as you're talking about this, I'm thinking like what, what a lot of people fear, like there's fear of unknown fear of spiders. Um, but, but a lot of times the way that people get over these fears is to have that curiosity about it and to face it head on and to learn about it. And that's how, that's how a lot of people will overcome those fears. Yeah, we there's even an entire method called exposure therapy and to some degree EMDR, eye movement desensitization and reprocessing, which is what I practice as a therapist, does engage with the uh, memories and the traumas and the fears to some degree in a safe place so that we can uh, face them, as you say. Now, one thing I'd like to invite the listener to do is to know that what we're talking about especially is facing God first. Mm. So we can open our healthy curiosity to God and that opens the door to love coming in and peace coming in and understanding coming into fear. Because I think what happens otherwise is we enter into this psychological and sociological realm where we're like, face the fear, just do it, (laughs) you know, man up, you know? Uh And the reality is, is that's not always a healthy place for us to be. And so instead, being curious about God, asking God questions, um, seeking him, you know, even the catechism says uh, to fear and love God, right, over and over again. And I think that understanding of fear as beginning with awe of God and then moving into our earthly experience and the brokenness that we experience in the concept of fear uh, is very, very helpful. So we're going to start exposing ourselves, if you will, to God before we expose ourselves to, you know, the really deep, painful place that fear is in our lives. And that will be a healthier movement then for us than just trying to yeah, man up and tackle it and and just walking right into that room. Sure. Well, and the, that that man up approach to to fear, uh, it can also like delegitimize the fact that fear is a is is a true legitimate emotion that we do have to deal with. Yeah, I think so. And you know, a lot of my research is in trying to understand fear biblically, so that we don't slap down Bible verses um, <laughs> accidentally that aren't really well contextualized. And so I would say, especially when we talk about things like fear and sadness, we don't want to slap something down for someone else. Instead, we want to listen to them and then especially look in biblical narratives of the human experience of fear and how did God enter into those? You know, we have an incarnational God. He enters into all of our stuff in order to help us, to save us, to redeem And so that's a better place to be if we're trying to also care for someone then that is experiencing fear. Uh, We talked early in our segments on emotions as fear as an indicator. Mm -hmm. You know, God created us, I believe, with the ability to fear because we would live in a broken world. I'm not quite sure how all of that plays out. And I haven't dove so far into the research to be able to theologically explain that, you know, at its fullest yet, nor will we maybe ever get there. I think there's some mystery of God in that, which is why I think awe and curiosity are some of the responses to fear, just being able to look at it and and ask yourself, what is in this for me? You know, follow the rabbit trail just a little bit, as comfortable as you can be, especially in a safe, maybe relationship with a friend, with your Bible open, because that's the safest relationship we have is with God himself. And ask, what is with this fear? Where uh, is it uh, telling me to go that I shouldn't go? And what messages is it trying to send me? But Lord, let your message be louder. 
Mm. That just, I, I can't help but keep hearing First John 4 mm-hmm. in my head every time mm-hmm. that we talk about fear, particularly 4.18. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. For fear you has know, to and- do with punishment. Yeah. Yeah, I'm so sorry, Andy, to interrupt your verse, but this is one of, I feel like the one of the most misused Bible verses for fear. And I think you bring it forward for a good reason. And one thing I was looking at about this Bible verse that really struck me recently was the fact that it talks about, and maybe you need to finish the verse for us to like dive into that, but it talks about the fact that it's, we are living in unperfected love. Um, of course we are. We are not perfect this side of heaven. You know, while Christ is perfect in us and we will experience that um, in our lives, at the same time, we wrestle with this place of sanctification where we, I think that verse to some degree is stating just a reality. Um, the verse is also relational if you look at the context around it and just understanding that when we are outside of our relationship with God and not in touch with him and not engaged in him, our fear is going to greatly impact our mental health in a negative way. You know, it's going to turn into anxiety. But when we lean into him, when we're looking to him, when we understand that he is not a punishment-based God, but a mercy-based God in Christ Jesus, that's where we experience that perfect love that casts out fear. Um, and it will it will still be our per- imperfect experience this side of heaven. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. The- what about the the relationship between fear and wondering, uh, fear and healthy curiosity? Yeah, I think it's a really good place to be. Um, like I said, you have to do it uh, with an attunement to your comfort levels, with what is safe for you. So if you experienced a lot of trauma, there is going to be a place where fear is extremely reasonable because your alarm bells are telling you that you were not safe. And so it's going to take some time and some work and some energy and some effort to get to a place where our alarm bells are quieted and um, that's that's okay. But tuning into them is where we can do the work. And so we have to be curious about them. And that's the place of therapy um, and even pastoral care. You know, we can ask the hard questions um, with our pastor, our deaconess, our church workers, our friends who are solid in the word, who can give us that safe place to ask some questions about why would God let this happen to me? Um, what is God doing um, in this world if we are experiencing these things that are fearful? You know, I don't understand a world with snakes. Like, that's ridiculous. <laughs> why do we have snakes? You know, to take a little bit of a silly vantage point of it. Um, but I really don't like them and I think they're terrifying. Um, and so, just being able to confront those things, you know, as somebody else asked a sillier thing, like, why would God invent mosquitoes? You know, there are these things (laughs) in our world that don't make any sense. Why do we have them? And that's the same question we're really asking when we say, why would God not intervene if my child was harmed by someone else? Why would God not intervene in school shootings? Why would God not intervene when my husband left me? You know, we live in these places that cause anxiety and fear because we live in such a broken world. And I think being curious about that and connecting with God in honesty in that and saying, what is up, God? Where are you in this? Please show me. And opening his word to hear from him, that's a good place to be. And you can see how that counteracts just letting the fear run away from us internally instead of 
presenting it before God and asking him to work in it. That's where we're at with wondering. In the same place where you have fear when it comes to snakes, some children have great wonder. Right. <laughs> and that's, you and can just see want the to healthy place up. that is, yes. right? I just yeah, want to pick them exactly. up and play with them. And mm-hmm. I just want to put them down and <laughs> leave the I'm scene. Okay Go children. You do that. <laughs> fear and wondering. Deacon and Heidi, thank you so much for joining us for Mental Health Monday of the Coffee Hour. Always good to chat with you. Thanks. See you next week. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. Bum, bum.